Good morning, Juventini, and good morning, fellas. Great morning. Um, Juventus in a key matchup against Roma, getting the 1-0 victory, okay? And not only that, but all oh, the salt, the salt from the rivals. Oh, man, Juve winning a big match. The Chihuahuas chirping. It feels good to be back. It feels good to be back. 14 points, seventh, and depending what happens next next week, and all of a sudden, you know, maybe level with Merda. Oh, ho, ho, that's tasty. That is tasty. Guys, we got Cliff, Anthony, and Francisco. Are you guys ready to break this one down or what? Yes, sir. Yeah. Living the right. dream, Al. Ready to go, buddy. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do go. It. All right. So we're going to kick it off with uh, one of the storylines uh, leading up to uh, the match was we found out uh, Delict was not going to be a go. And uh, he did get uh, tests this morning. Um, we're still awaiting results. So anybody that's waiting uh, to find out Delict uh, availability and whatnot moving forward, we're all in the same boat. So we are going to wait and see what happens there. So the lineup ended up being still what many did uh, project, which was Chesney and Gold, Danilo, Bonucci, Chiellini, and De Chilio across the back. Quadrado, Bentecourt, Locatelli, Bernardeschi across the middle with Moise Keane and Federico Chiesa up top. I said at the beginning of the match that I was fine with this lineup. Um, I just... Allegri's got this weird thing about uh, just anytime we've got these big matchups, it just he puts some type of faith, I guess, in myself or whatnot that I just I trust. I trust that whoever he plays, he's going to have him ready. And he's going to have the roles. What did we hear a lot of in the pre-match? We heard a lot about Bernardeschi and a lot about Dechilio being in the lineup. Oh boy, we are going to get to those two uh, in this one, but. We're going to get uh, to some of the uh, match points here. Everybody, how do you guys feel about the lineup? I felt fine with it personally. Uh, let's kick it off with Cliff. Any uh, issues you have with that lineup? So for me, I don't have any problems with the lineup. Obviously, DeCilio, eh, that's probably the only one where I was like, this could be really scary, um, having him out there, you know, being a little bit of a liability at times. Um and he showed a little bit of nervy sides, um, you know, at one point when he slide tackled, um, I forget who it was, but he got a yellow card on the sideline. It seemed very unnecessary. But, you know, over we'll get into the match shortly, but um, overall the lineup wasn't too bad with what Allegri had to work with. 4-2-2, or 4-4-2, excuse me. Um, I think it worked pretty well. Chiesa was a little bit off, um, but, you know, for the most part, I think that lineup was fine. Um, he did the best with what he had. There you go. Anthony? Zero issues. In Max, we trust, buddy. There we you move. Go. There you go. There we go. Frankie, what do you got, buddy? In Max, in Max, we trust, but in the Shilo, we don't. So I did <laughs> Come on now. I, I was scared. Be, that seemed to be common theme. Common theme. Yeah, That's yeah. That's the reality. Okay. I, I was okay with the lineup because um, in the sense that we had the players that we had and we played the players that we needed to play. And I wasn't afraid of Bernardeschi because Bernardeschi, at the end of the day, he's a guy who can play different roles, and he has proven. And he played against Chelsea, and he did a good game, and he has been good this season for us. But the Shield, we 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 were all scared about the Shield. Come on now, 
Let's not no, act not, like not for a second, man. I no, wasn't. Come oh, come on. The Shilio for Ballon d'Or, man. Ballon oh, d'Or right there. Come on. So the thing, yeah, the no thing with the Shilio, uh, for me is uh, I just figured he would be one of the three that stayed back and formed that back three as the opposite side, which would have been Danilo, could allow Quadrado to get forward. And we talked about it in the match day live that Roma is susceptible to getting caught because of how much they push. Even one of their two-man pivots pushes a lot, which is Veretu. And that would open up some transitions, especially from um, the sides. So I thought Quadrado was going to have a big game. I actually said this could be a man-of-the-match performance coming up from him. I couldn't have been more wrong and thrown harder into the mud. But we will talk (laughs) about that one as we go through the uh, key points here, okay? So... Let's kick it off. Uh, just some uh, highlights, uh, some of the recaps. Now, uh, Bernardeschi kicks it off pretty uh, pretty early with an opportunity for Juventus, uh, literally a minute in. No, uh, no luck for us there. And uh, five minutes in, we get a uh, questionable call there on uh, De Chilio, side of the area. Ant's shaking his head there. Awful call that was. Yeah. And, man, uh, very, very dangerous ball. Uh, back post uh, tech ends up making a big big stop there for us okay um, so massive there from him then we get to uh, eight actually minutes. Al just one thing getting back to that bad call in the fifth minute that sort of set the tone with uh, with the referee yesterday he was calling a lot of soft stuff and it it really kind of ruined the flow of the game but sorry go ahead Orsato was uh, yeah he didn't have a good game yesterday was that, but we were kind of all expecting – I was expecting a pretty physical physical game and whatnot mm-hmm. and that it could kind of turn that way. But I guess, yeah, you could say from a consistency point of view, he kind of went in and out of this match, I felt like. So, soft. Yeah. He caught a lot of soft stuff. Yeah, I agree with you. agree with you 100%. So let's get to, uh, yeah, the eighth-minute uh, Pellegrini uh, with an opportunity uh, from the top of the area blocked by Kellini. Okay, and then uh, we get to uh, just Bentoncourt with one of the best goals I've ever seen. Okay, heading it off of Keane's head into the goal. Uh, but dare our you. boy Deshilio <laughs> with an absolutely phenomenal cross. Um, I had to uh, ask my daughter who was sitting next to me to, uh, hey, Give your dad a slap across the face because I don't think I believe it right now. I think I'm still sleeping, uh, just waiting for the day to start. Deshilio with a fantastic ball. But, again, a lot of good work by uh, Juve kind of pinning uh, uh, Roma and getting in there. Boys, thoughts on the goal? Uh, I almost didn't sell it because I was still in awe of uh, the ball there. But let's get you guys to take on this goal. I still thought Keane got it solely on his own. Francisco, go ahead. This is the was the strangest goal, and I have to say, the balls that that King had, he was celebrating that goal. If it was like a a clear cut goal from him in the Champions League final, and and there was no one like thirty me, thirty meters around him, like come on now, you you know you didn't score that goal, and he was dancing. Even even Bernardeschi was dancing with him, and I was like, "No way, man! No way! That goal is not <laughs> yours." <laughs> and Betancourt is on the other side of the pitch, like in the ground because he fell, and everybody is yeah. dancing with Keane. I'm like, 
the nerve of this guy. But I was happy, so I didn't care. Okay, okay. Hang on, Franklin. First thing is, I'm going to have to agree with Luca to say that that ball was not going in unless it deflected off of Keane's face. Second <laughs> of all, you're complaining like you're a goalie. Like, oh, he shouldn't have celebrated. On the score sheet, every goal is top cheese from 30 yards. doesn't matter how it goes in the net. It went in the net, one nothing. Cliff, what do you got? So, you know, it's my boy, Moise Keane. We oh, got to do the... Get him out. Dance. Get him out. Please, thank, thank you all. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, Two minute penalty. Get him out. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. The people were asking for it on Twitter. They were tagging me. They said, "Cliff, do the moist keys." And I was doing it when he scored. I knew he scored when he was celebrating. I was like, "My boy, so, moist keys." If the people he were not this. asking, I, need to I was say, hyped up. I was Frank. I was Franklin. I wasn't asking. Were you asking for it? We literally have Lorenzo here saying, "Cliff, don't get kicked (laughs) out, man." Hey, I was doing it for the people, man. I don't care if I get a penalty. I'm I'm doing it for the people. Don't 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 bounce that on the people. The people didn't say anything. No, but I I do want to say though, real on a serious note, I think Moise Keane has been like underappreciated in terms of his positioning. He might not always, you know, get the shot off at the end, but he's always in the right positions. Like, he's always right where he needs to be to score. He was making the right runs this match. He's always impressed me with his positioning. He's always in the right spot to get a head on. Yeah, of course, he got a little bit fortunate. Luch is saying no one wants to see it. <laughs> but, yeah, I think Moise Keane did a really good job getting the position. You know what? Like uh, Ant said, if you score, man, celebrate. Celebrate like it's a 30-yard banger. All right. The All nerve. right. <laughs> the nerve of that man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, boys. Uh, and again, uh, we're going to throw hockey rules into effect for Cliff. Okay. He's on a warning. The next one is a five minute major, and then we'll have just a straight game misconduct. Okay. So uh, I'll try and save everybody this day. Also, for those of you that tune into the podcast on audio, quick, quick reminder. Get over to YouTube because this is where uh, a lot of the fun takes place in uh, actual screenshots, highlights. And, uh, well, I know when you hear about Cliff doing the Moise Keen dance, it's probably not the most uh, you know, <laughs> alluring thing. But uh, I promise you it's very entertaining. So get over there. Now, we continue on with the highlights. 20th uh, minute uh, Zaniolo. This uh, ends up being uh, pretty key for us as well because uh, he was looking uh, like he was going to cause some problems. Um, Ends up getting a a muscular issue uh, by the looks of it and uh, getting taken off about uh, five minutes uh, later as he tried to, I guess, continue a little bit. It just wasn't going to happen. I love me Zaniolo, but he is uh, made of glass. Um, Amazing, amazing player. And, bad uh, knees are hereditary. The... Don't mock guys with bad knees. It's hereditary. Leave him alone. Yeah. Ant's <laughs> handle is at the knee guy. So he's a little sensitive there with the knees. Yeah. Uh... Leave him alone. <laughs> yeah. No, I love I love Zaniola, but he is uh he is uh made a made a glass there. But we continue on. That was good for us. Uh 29th minute uh Loka with a through ball to uh Bentoncourt and a very, very soft foul after on uh challenge from uh Bentoncourt there. Again, we talk about the consistency of Orsado there, and it's uh this was a frustrating one. And there was actually at least a handful we're at the 29th minute of those type of scenarios where very, very soft, and you see in play getting stopped and very much disruptive 
of the rhythm of the game and whatnot and the fluidity. So uh, going back to Anthony's point he made earlier. Now we get to uh, the 41st minute and uh, we're going to get, that was another one of the header. The play that uh, caused uh, all the stir there as it took so long also to just kind of sort things out and what exactly was happening offside at the start you know you hear them talking about then you've got the foul straight pk given by uh orsado and then you have uh abraham banging it into the net and wanting the goal to stand and everything so just a lot just a lot of chaos just a lot of chaos and confusion in such a quick short period of time so Eventually, it ends up being the PK, um, and if it would have continued to go, which it's hilarious that the Chihuahuas continue to go while the goal should have stand. You don't rule it immediately as a PK, like let the advantage play off there and whatnot. Which is the right, which is the right thing to do, except there was a handball. Yes, yes. Yeah. Now you've. It's a tough one too. Like I, we see in uh, one screenshot almost that uh, I don't know if we have that particular screenshot, but when he decides he's blowing the whistle, you actually see this frame where Orsato's already looking at the spot that he's pointing to, mm-hmm. um, and it he's was almost already, immediate, almost just after this point. Mm-hmm. And again, after you end up seeing that Mkhitaryan makes contact with his hand as it goes to Abraham, so for all the chihuahuas that are wanting uh you know the play to run on then you wouldn't have even got a pk and uh would have been called back on handball so i would have loved that uh but you guys get the pk okay uh cliff you want to make a quick comment here yeah i want to say real quick i i know everybody's going out of rosato and he had a very bad game not going to debate that the only reason i could see him blowing that whistle is because of that scrum how it was getting really chaotic in there maybe he wanted to prevent any injury you want to prevent anything crazy from happening? That's the only reason I could see why he blew the whistle. But I'm not saying it was right. He should have let play continue. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, it, it, it's, okay. It's, 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 it's a penalty shot. I don't know. what. I, there's nothing really to argue. And, uh, Luca brings up a good point. Look, look at the man. Look, look at our boy there on the goal line. Our boy, Loka. Only man back. Yeah. Beautiful. Loka. Loka's, uh, I've been saying for weeks now just about his underrated defensive efforts, which are just massive, massive Fresh contribution too. there. Fresh and we are going to get to uh, the middle of the park too, um, for sure. And uh, oh, Suraj coming here, ciao ragazzi. Always good to win over Mourinho. Oh yeah, I bet you that pizza and Coke wasn't as good uh, for that trip. Uh, love it, love it. <laughs> To get uh, to the PK here, um, more Chihuahuas chirping about the fact that we've got Juve players in there. Well, number one, Mancini is uh, right next to Killing. <laughs> um, Veritut's in there as well. And we don't see it in this still frame, but on the opposite side, there's another player almost right next to Orsato uh, <laughs> before this ball is back. So, again... It's good to be back. I love the salt. It's just good to be back. Salt, so, baby. Yeah. So Veritut steps up 
and Chesney throwing shoulders to every damn side. He didn't know where he was going to go, and he ends up making the save. Um, I probably, uh, yeah, I did uh, maybe give myself a slight concussion, hitting the ceiling from the stop, losing <laughs> it on the celebration. And then as it was an awful PK. Play, like, that's not, that's not, like, Roma fans have no argument here. That was an awful penalty shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you know on. what? Very like great save, but off like awful place. Chesney, like, Chesney was looking like Barry Sanders doing the moves, <laughs> doing the moves. An American you, football you, reference. Yeah, and you're killing it. You're killing Tech. Come on. And this I give Tech full credit, but it's still a bad shot. Oh, to add into one of these classic Juventus performances, it's never a classic Juve performance without the prevention of a goal and the celly. Yeah. Okay, and uh, just I felt this massively you know and you got all these guys that i just love it man killini tech and whatnot and big for tech okay uh we all know about all the um discussions that were happening about that guy you know early in the season whatnot but hopefully this is uh you know just the beginning of uh, the turning the corner and getting back into the continuity he was huge in this one cliff so I remember um, on the commentary, actually, Matteo Bonetti said he celebrated like he just won the UCL final. And you know what, though? This, feel, this feels like, you know, for him, this is like his UCL final, doing a penalty save after how bad he started the season. Um, so I'm honestly, I'm very happy for Tech. He deserves this. He deserves all of the praise after this one. He was absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. Number one, I don't know if he's trying to take a knock at them celebrating that manner or whatnot but that was a huge huge stop there yeah okay. so. something i want to add here and i was going to get to this in the in the post game review but for me this could be the moment where the season really turns around this was this penalty stop you have the celebration tech's reaction tech having a down start you know coming back couple clean sheets i think i think we should you know take a still frame of this moment here and save this for the end of the season. I really think this is where the team starts to they catapult off of this one. And, and also, let's give credit to Allegri because at the beginning of the season, everybody was calling for Tech's head. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Let's get Perrin in. Let's get a Perrin. Yeah. Let's try it. Let's try Perrin. And Allegri was like, nope. He's not He's not our goalkeeper. Our goalkeeper Keeper is Chesney, and and that's something that I said last season. Goalkeeping is, is is very hard position because you can be, if you are a striker, you have a bad game, you had one chance, you get a goal, and then the all the whole bad game is erased. And when you're a goalkeeper, you have a great game, you have one miss, and there you are the villain of the game. Yeah. So it's, it's a very hard position, and the, and and that and, and that's why Allegri is coaching Juventus, and we are here doing a podcast about Juventus, and we're not coaching Juventus because he knows those these yeah. the things, and and he stuck with Chesney, and and we need to give credit to him because I have to say this is this was one of the games in which I was very confident in Chesney. I. Uh... And I got to say, like, uh, you know, we had a lot of discussions um, on the show and everything about Chesney. And uh, I was a uh, very unpopular opinion on Twitter when I said, I don't see the, like, I'd love to add Donnarumma. But if you throw it on the list of needs, 
with Chesney, it just it wasn't a massive priority when you look at the actual roster. And I know, I know it's not as flashy as getting Donnarumma in there and whatnot, and everybody wants. I would have loved to have Donnarumma, okay? Um, absolutely love him. But it just it, it wasn't an immediate need uh, from this club. And uh, Allegri, Allegri saw that. Um, so, you know, yeah, credit to him. Uh, he battled through and there was a lot of talks at the start of the season. Are we going to ride this out? When is Perrine going to get his minutes? And Allegri just stayed tough, hung tough. And, you know, we were all asking the question, when do you make that switch? What? And you know what? He's every, he got it right. He got it right. And, and it's good to see tech, uh, bouncing back and doing what we need him to do. Okay. Um, and now we continue on and, uh, let's get to, uh, the next set of, uh, clips here. Oh my God. My life was almost complete with a Bernardeski bike. And before I get to this, I do need to mention something that bothered me about that upcoming play, that PK that we didn't actually shed a light on. And it came from a blunder from Chiellini, uh, in ball control, in possession. This is one of the things that hurt us a lot in this game, um, we after we get in the goal because we slow things down so much and when we slow things down it just the def, the defense is always in position so your options are limited on the ball if we're going to have a guy like Killini on the ball that makes it extra dangerous because you see a touch like the one he did yesterday where he knocks it literally to the guy in front of him and it gets stripped and Roma is one of the wrong teams to do that with because they're very, very strong on the counter. And then it highlighted two things out of arguably one of the best center back pairings ever. Benucci on one V ones and Killini and ball control that play that led to that PK literally shined on both of those things because Benucci's one V one was just abysmal against Abraham in that situation. Um, and it's funny to see such a strong center back pairing with two like just glaring weaknesses out of one of those guys, but they need to cancel each other out. So Chiellini does not need to be the one orchestrating ball possession and whatnot, get that ball over to Benucci and work it that way and keep Chiellini back. Um, so it's just something I caught that was so frustrating um, to see when it goes down like that. Bernardeski bike. Oh, my God, I needed this one. I needed this the one. The world Bernard needed it. Great game. We all needed it. He was having a good game. Yeah, he uh, did. Have. Not the yeah. hero we wanted, but the hero we needed. Yeah, Bernardeski was, uh, again, we talked about the start. What were we reading going into this match? DeShilio, Bentoncourt. Bernardeski. Oh my God. These guys are in the lineup, man. All three of them were great. Uh, Benton Coeur had a solid, solid game. Uh, Bernardeski was great. And DeShilio, oh, Lord DeShilio, come on. Come on now. Moise Keen following up on the rebound. Oh my God. Morata finishes that ball in the back of the net, by the way. That's what. Right. That's a goal that a number nine scores. It's tough because... You're going full speed. came out so fast. He's got to realize he's not going to shoot this thing straight on and get it in the goal. You got to it's it's so hard because it's as a striker, you got to like full speed get there and then kind of like stab at it to get it up and over. It would have been yeah. a tough. A number 9 finishes that, but Keen, I'm not going to bury him over it. Yeah. It's a tough finish. He had, he had two decisions. He either chips him 
or I don't think he had enough time to do this, but he could have taken a quick touch to the side. See if oh, he really no. takes no, out his legs. No, the keeper legs. was right there. Yeah. He had yeah. to go over. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, it was it was just so fast. It was just bang, bang. Because yeah. I initially, I did agree with you, Cliff. Like, initially, I was like, oh, man, is he going to, like, but then you take look a back. quick touch, yeah. try to just kind of tap it around him as he's coming out so hard? Mm -hmm. But it's so in tight, so fast that after I'm, like, looking back, I feel like the keeper's legs would have just knocked the ball loose anyways. He just took a stab yeah. at it. But, yeah, you needed that sharp hard down hit to just to pop it up a bit right i agree with um, and he's a morata is like he's like a poacher in front of that he finds a way to get it on target he would have found a way to chip it over the goal or something but it, it's still a tough finish for anybody but someone who's more used to being in that position will know how to finish that ball so exactly. yeah. more experience also yeah but i thought he's a more experienced player and uh and, so and, then and, uh we get to uh yeah this was a big opportunity um yeah, unfortunately not able to capitalize. 50th minute, strong work from DeShilio on the left again. Um, this play, I literally just, my tweet was, who is this guy? Who's this guy on left back? Yeah, beautiful. DeShilio? I mean, he heads this thing on the run, cuts mm -hmm. inside, hammers the thing, and it just goes uh, short side wide. Um, but again, everybody's like, what is going on? And uh, Allegri said it. He's got characteristics that when he realizes them, he's unstoppable. We'll get to that after. We'll get to that after the match. I think it was just the high still lingering from the victory, but we'll talk about that. So we continue on, and uh, yeah, Deshilio's having a great game. And then we've get, we get, uh, I don't know what, uh, all my screens are. Is this the one? It's gone white. Oh, no. Come on, Cliff. Don't hack the, the computer. Yeah, I don't know how to hack. I might be 24, but I don't know how to hack stuff. Oh, we lost our highlight reel. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was the play with Chiellini and Pellegrini mm -hmm. that I'm not quite so sure. And these pitchers are just not coming up, unfortunately. But That's all right. We all remember. That's yeah, not a penalty shot. We all remember the play. No way. Why on earth did that take so long to realize that Pellegrini was the one that kicked Chiellini? um man well I, the, the funny thing about that is that uh i think it was the milan game there was one that was i think both pks were sort of similar where and it happened to juventus last year when we played napoli where i believe it was merton stepped in front of quadrado and whenever that striker steps in front if the defender's trying to clear the ball they're not really looking at it's just like that bang bang play and they they were checking it they checked they checked it way too long but penalties were given the Milan game for something similar uh and I they just I don't know what the hell took so long it was pretty yeah, it was man, pretty I, obvious I watched that one quick and I was like okay let's get on with it come nothing, on nothing may, there. May, may, there there are always penalties in Milan games so that's not saying fair. much that's fair <laughs> that's fair okay uh, 65th minute long range effort from Veritu to just bent it past the far post. That was uh, actually a great hit from him. Um, 71st minute and uh, a massive block from Kellini on Vigna, who made a great, great run. Um, and Kellini just intervenes and the shot uh, goes out for a corner kick. Big, big intervention there. Then we get some substitutions. Um, Kulishevsky comes in for Chiesa and Morata ends up coming in for Moise Keane. Um, and 76 minute is when we get Arthur in for Bernardeschi. And I really, really liked 
what ended up happening once he entered because the control seemed to come back and started mm -hmm. to shift in Juve's favor. Locatelli and Artur were exchanging very, very nicely and rotating actually positionally even, which was very, very nice. Um, so that, man, that brings a lot of hope and a lot of positivity for us uh, moving forward. So one, one thing about that was I, I watched the game on replay, so I didn't have as bad as stomach acids and I already knew the results. So I could really look at, you know, what, what was happening in with the uh, clear eyes when Arthur came in with the Morata and um, what was the other change that came in there? Kulotowski. Well, we got uh, coming in. When those, have, when those uh, three guys came in, yeah. it was, it was game over. I don't care how, what shots they had or blocks the, the, just the whole mood of the game, the feel of the game, that like you said, out of the tempo, it it was it was over. That that game should they should have just blown the whistle at the 80th minute. It it just had yeah. to feel that it was over. Yeah, absolutely. It just again the control just swung and uh, we looked good. Uh, still, we needed a, one last intervention intervention from Bonucci on a, a, a one time hit from uh, Cristante just outside the area, and again, I was going in celebration. I love it. And we wrap it up 1-0. I absolutely love it. I was waiting for the salt, and I just uh, enjoyed I sit back, sit back and relax, scroll through the rival uh, tweets, and just uh, save them and bank them for come the end of the season. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Francisco, sprinkling the salt. I love it. I love it. So, Let's get to everybody's thoughts on the match before we get to the Striped Hearts apparel uh, man of the match. So my thoughts, pretty simple. A grind, um, and I called it for everybody, this team is starting to take the form of an Allegri run side. Um, if you don't like the grinds, it's not going to be for you. But I also think this one ended up being a grind only because key guys weren't – as sharp as they should have been. Um, again, I talked about being put in the mud by Quadrado. Uh, he was very, very poor, and he's one of our key contributors. Chiesa, Chiesa did not have a strong performance. Um, it could have been uh, maybe what was being asked of him positionally. I know that he's lined up up front next to Keane, and everybody thinks he can do it whatnot, but this match, we talked about it earlier. You need somebody that can break the lines. And to, the, to me, this match highlighted... Uh, what Dybala can do best uh, because if he's in there, I think we give Roma fits at being able to counter them. Um, but again, with those guys struggling, it was always going to be a grind. And I think that's the only reason it would have been grind. If those guys were on, I think things go quite a bit differently because we still had our opportunities to punch Roma in the mouth. Uh, we got the one in the 16th, luckily. That's all that we ended up needing. Let's get to your guys' thoughts, breaking this one down, your last uh, thoughts on it. Francisco, we'll start with you. It was a weird game. It was a weird game because all the quote-unquote good players play bad. What? Chiesa had his worst game with Juventus, in my opinion. Kellini was not good. Uh, Cuadrado was not good. Like, the... Well, you can see Locatelli have a good game. He was good. And and, and Danilo have, uh, as always, a very dependable game. But the bad guys were the ones who play good. Like Tech had a good game. 
Deciglio had a good game. Bernardeschi was had a good game. Like, yeah, uh, it was weird. So I'll, I'll take it. We win. I'll take it. I, it don't matter to me. But it was a weird game. Yeah, I I don't know if I'd say uh, weird as much as it kept me. Uh, I I loved seeing those guys. I love the fact that everybody talks about them like so much at the start. Like we talked about all the comments. Like my tweet just got like blasted. The fact that I said I was okay with that lineup. It's like people i'm never okay with DeShilio and all this it's like i get it but again it's a pretty stable player like uh, like honestly like you know you'll at least get the defensive aspect would i have called a cross like that that's like pinpoint to the back post i think there's still the clip going around of one of those other crosses in that other game that ended up going i don't know out to the uh, hot dog vendor in the top corner of that stadium i can't remember which match but it's good to see those guys doing that and we need that especially in matches where you have chiesa quadrado Kellini, even for the most part not looking themselves you need these other guys to step up there and do it and the team is starting to do that and take uh form and that is big because if we can get those guys confidence levels up man when Kies and quadrado are firing and dubala comes back it's lights out boys it's lights out anthony uh cliff go ahead i got way too many notes so i'm probably gonna talk <laughs> i'm probably gonna repeat stuff so go ahead cliff Sounds good. Thanks, Ant. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the game started off a little bit nervy. First 10, 15 minutes, Juve looked a little bit out of sorts. Um, but honestly, though, they they came out of their shell. They had the opportunity with Keen and DiCilio and Bentancur, and then they started getting into the match. They got into their flow. And like you said, when Artur came in, I was saying before Artur came back, I said, he is a guy who holds up possession perfectly. You're not going to have him be the defensive anchor. You're not going to have him be the offensive, you know, masterclass player, you know, creating everything. But he will hold possession very, very steadily. And that's what you need next to a Locatelli. Um, so they played very well off of each other. And I must say, Allegri Ball, if you guys have watched Allegri Ball, most people I'm assuming have when he was first at Juventus. No, is not tell me the- about it. It is Who, not, who's Max Allegri? It is not for the faint of heart. That's all I can say. Because he will give you all the stomach asses that Ant can handle, man. He <laughs> he will have you on the edge of your seat, but you know what? You will you will end up with a one-nothing win. You will end up with these very, very scary wins, and you'll be like, okay, you know, I had a lot of agita today, but you know what? We won. So yeah. get get ready to see more of this throughout the season, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And I actually I think it's not going to be – I think we'll still have our grinds in there, but I think it's going to get better as the season goes, especially our tour staying for Francisco's killing me here. Okay, Anthony. Well, I'd like to tie in what the boys said on the pregame pod because they had some good points, you know, things to watch for in this one. So I believe it was Lou who brought up – or uh, Al, yourself uh, – watch the counterattack. I thought there was some counterattack before Zaniolo went out, but once he went out, it kind of – you know, Juventus had had that counterattack in check. The other one was um, from our great stati- statistician at uh, all, the All Juve cast. Um, Roma doesn't concede in the first twenty, and they don't concede in the last twenty. So that's where the game I thought was going to be won or lost. So with that goal in the sixteenth minute, um, th- then it, like uh, Cliff said, it was going to be a battle in the middle. So once whoever won that battle in the middle, the you know. I think Roma scores 76% of their goals between the 30th and the 60th minute. So if Juve could lock that down, uh, it was game over. And like I said, once Artur came in, that flow changed. Yeah, that was over. Um, 
you know, and a lot of people hyped up the pregame tactical battle between Allegri and Mourinho. And, yeah. you know, it, it turned, that's what it turned out to be because there was a lot of points where there was just like kind of back and forth. It was like, like cagey, like Cliff said, and, and he's right. It, you know, it was one coach against the other there, and, and it was uh, uh, really good in that sense. Poorly officiated. I think the official was very good. Uh, overall, yeah, we'd have to say uh, that Rome, he was. Yeah, Rome only had two shots in the second half on goal, and they were long-range efforts. So, you know, if people want to say, well, Roma was robbed, they stunk. In the second half, they stunk. They were, they were held the long-range shots. And, you know, we got we had a couple good blocks. But, you know, like I said, pregame, they stink. And, you know, once again, I'm right. Uh, right. What the one the the final thing is what I like to see. It was almost like the old BBC feeling with the defenders in tech, right? That that kind of that's starting to develop on the back line, the excitement, you know, the intensity. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's uh, I think this is a big catapult for for the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I'd have to agree as well. Um, so that's coming in here, but let's not forget, we are only three points behind of the third position. It's still October. 100%. Um, a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff. Uh, also, uh, Kush coming in here with, where are the likes? Yeah, if you're on here, let's go, everybody. Hit, Hit that, that like, like button, smash, subscribe. subscribe, let's go. This is the place to be for all your Uvate content, okay? And uh, thank you to everybody who's tuned in to uh, the Bad Sport on Netflix uh, reactions video Anthony and I did. We got a ton of positive feedback. We love doing stuff for that, uh, like stuff like that for you guys. And if you have any ideas on content you want to see, don't be shy about throwing it out there, okay? And that was fun for us too. Like, don't don't kid yourselves. That was a lot of fun digging that up. A lot of bad memories, but still a lot yeah. of fun. But uh, we're always uh, happy at uh, protecting the club, and that's what a lot of people uh, thanked us for because that uh, that show was so one sided. It was actually disgusting. So, move on to uh, getting everybody's thoughts here. Man of the match. We're going to get you guys' highest rated player and your lowest rated player in this one. This one, of course, is brought to you by Striped Hearts Apparel, Man of the Match. Also got a new drop, and Striped Hearts now has free shipping anywhere with orders over $120. There you go. So check them out. And they just dropped uh, some new, new designs. So check it out. Cliff, highest rated player, lowest rated player. I think we have no doubt um, that the highest rated player in this match, in my opinion, was Wojciech Chesney because he was phenomenal. The penalty, like Ant said, it wasn't you know it wasn't anything special to Ben. It wasn't well taken. But you know what? At the end of the day, you still have to make that save. You still have to make the decision. He made the save. He made that um, you know underrated save in the beginning off that free kick off the header of Mancini. It was he had to go over to the the side and get it. It's not a routine save. I wouldn't yes, say it's it routine. You think so? Oh yeah, it was right out. Well, 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 Ant loves hating, hating me, so it's it's okay. Um, but yeah, I think I think right Tad, here. <laughs> All right. I think well, I'm five foot six. It's not routine for me, so let's let's put it like that. Sure. But yeah, Tech is the man of the match. Tech's the man of the match. Um, he played really well. I think people have a little bit more restored faith in him, um, and I definitely do after a good match today against a good Roma side um, who have good attackers. But then the man who there's no. You know what? I'm going to give it to Rabio. Rabio is the worst player. No, I'm just kidding. Um, probably the worst player of this match. I'd have to say Cuadrado, just because Chiellini had some really errant runs, but, you know, he made up for it with some really great blocks. But Cuadrado, a lot of times, lost the ball. He looked out of it at times. Um, I know he was your man of the match pregame. For me, he's the worst for me, sadly. 
Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Cliff. Keep picking at the scab, eh? Keep picking at the scab. A little bit of salt in the... You're out. <laughs> okay. He's just yeah. salty, guys. Just <laughs> salty. Anthony, um, highest rated, lowest. Well, Tech is the highest rated player, and I picked him as man of the match last week, uh, which obviously doesn't count. Uh, I'll, I'll go something different. I'm going to disagree with these two. I thought Kalini had a great game. Uh, defensively, he had okay. He had some, you know, some passes here and there. I, I thought he, I thought he was pretty. I thought he was solid back there. Again, I was watching it with uh, with no Achita. You guys were, you had, you know, a different viewpoint. I, I'm going to take Kalini only because I think Kalini would be one B. Tech Tech was the man of the match, but uh, for me, I'm going to go with Kalini. Lowest rated, I would not go with Quadrado. Terrible first half, but he sort of picked it up in the second half. He was uh, better. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Um, well, yeah, he was, you know. He, Let me get this uh, mud off rated. a little bit. Just a little bit of the mud off. <laughs> I would go, I, I'd probably go with Kiesa only because poor kid was at a position. He And he was just non-existent. Yeah. So I, he didn't do anything bad. He just didn't do anything. Yeah. Francisco. Well, the best player for me. I, it's hard because I, Chesney did save a penalty. But come on, guys. The Siglio. We have to Chilio give it to is your man team. of the match. There you go. There you That's go. so gross. That's so gross to think That's, about. Yeah, it's it's really weird. I don't want to say it, but I have to say it because he did. He was, and he wasn't even close. Like on the, maybe without counting Chesney, but the ten guys on the field, he was by far like the best guy on the field for Juventus. He did. Yeah, he had that one blow coverage and the, the free kick. You can say, but it, uh, the other thing, he was great. He was perfect. And and he even in that uh, uh, foul that Cliff said in which he got the, the, the yellow card, <clears throat> he actually stopped uh, a dangerous play. So I wasn't that blown out by that uh Foul, and the worst is Kiesa. He didn't do anything. Like I, I didn't know that he was playing. At one moment, I, I was like, "Oh, he's still playing," because he didn't. Knew. Yeah. And it, and does not kill the the guy now and say he's the worst player. No, no, he had a no, bad game, bad but he, it was a very, very bad game for him. But that happens. I'm not like scary and, or something. Yeah, yeah. And Lorenzo brings up a good point. Quadrado like just got off a plane. Like a yeah. couple hours before this, so if anything, he deserve he would deserve a pass. That that I was thinking yeah. about that during the game yesterday. So yeah, Lorenzo, that's a good point. Lorenzo and Alex, uh, yeah, both brought up the fact that uh, yeah, the South Americans literally got there on Saturday, right? So we got to remember that. Um, but uh, yeah, for me, man of the match, I had Chesney up there, um, I had uh, Deshilio up there, and I had. Uh, Bentancur and Berna up there. Um, I think I'd overall edge probably because he stopped a PK. Just go with uh, Woj there because that's a uh, game saving there. Uh, we'd have to turn it around at that point, and we surrendered a lot in play, and our possession was not strong. So that save was uh, massive. Probably give it uh, give it to Woj there, but all those guys deserve shouts. Let's not forget if Kalini if Kalini stands at the top of the box after yeah. that. PK holding his baloney. That that follow up is going into the back of the net. Yes, 
Kalini. Well, I don't know. Woj was on one. Boom. He Look stopped it. Yeah. He stopped Stop it. Woj was on a bad angle. No, Kalini, no, that's man. a reach there, man. Yeah, man. That's a reach. That's a reach. You're that's reaching. A reach. That's You're a reach. reaching. You're reaching. Okay. Uh, <laughs> for lowest, <laughs> I had Quadrado and Chiesa there. For lowest, I'd probably slightly say Chiesa was a little bit uh, more worse, I guess, because Quadrado did still contribute a lot, especially defensive phase. Chiesa had a lot of turnovers, a lot of turnovers, and some really, really bad ones that uh, had Roma coming at us. So, yeah, we'll go with that. I just want to uh, say real quick, this will probably be maybe one of a handful, if that, of bad matches you'll see from Chiesa this season. You will not see him play like this bad throughout the season. Well, he's yeah. in a position, so hopefully exactly. – yeah. It's, it, there's just a there's just a lot to it. Um, again, uh, coming from the flank and then trying to play more centrally is it's very different. It's quite a bit different, right? Um, yeah. And That's you pretty- saw a lot of the times what Chiesa was doing. He's he's releasing the ball and he has absolutely no idea where his teammates are mm-hmm. out of that position. Um, mm-hmm. And that happened quite often. And you'd see him look up and. There's nobody there. He's he's literally giving the ball to Roma players. And again, this game shined a light to me at why uh, guys like Paolo are huge to Juve moving forward. Um, Chiesa on the flank, an absolute killer. Uh, in the central role, takes a lot of adjustment and getting used to, especially in a match where we weren't really like we punched Roma in the mouth in the 16th minute there without really committing a whole lot. You know, mm-hmm. and we didn't commit a whole lot to the attack throughout this mm-hmm. match. So again, different circumstances. Kiesa can learn a little bit easier and adjust a little bit easier in this one. Yeah, a little bit tougher to do. I do want to bring up one thing about this game that uh, I put a tweet out there last night as I was kind of watching the replay and whatnot. And a lot of people weren't really talking about is that I think, you know, in terms of Max Allegri, how much credit we actually have to give him because this team doesn't get this result last season um, in this match. And they probably end up getting throttled, to be honest, uh, in this one, if it was the team last season. Mentally, we are far more alert. Um, We are much more organized, much more structured, and we can do this now when we need to. Because last season, the belief was we have to play uh, with possession. We have to be more attacking and whatnot because we leaked so many goals, you know. Um, And now that's starting to change. The mental toughness is starting to shine through. This team is willing to get their hands dirty and do everything they have to to get results. That's fantastic because when the rest of the stuff gets cleaned up, we're going to be rolling. We are going to be a dangerous, dangerous, scary team. We will reinstill that fear in opponents once we get firing on all cylinders. And that will come. Okay, that will come. Possession. This is the one thing we need to get much, much better in. And Allegri continues to hammer that point across in all his pressers. Prior to matches, post-matches, in possession, this team needs to be stronger. Decision-making, all that. And I believe it will come. Artur, is Artur going to be the one 
that makes that huge leap for us. And I put one tweet out. All it was was Locatelli, Artur, Bentancourt. For me. Guys, is that the midfield shape we should take moving forward? Three-man mid, should it be those three guys? The discussion then became some who want Locatelli to actually be the deep-lying guy and have Artur advanced off the left as Mitzala. For me, I know that there's some give and take there because Locatelli is much better defensively than Artur, but I think Locatelli's much better than Artur being advanced as far as the distribution and the setups. What do you guys think about the midfield moving forward, and what do you think about those three being the guys? We're going to kick this one off with Cliff, Anthony, you think? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you, man. This this guy's so generous. Well, it looks like he's got a tea time to get to pretty quick. I saw. You Lucci know what? Drop. Let me let me show you because my hair is a mess. That's why I have the hat on. My hair looks awful hey, today. That's... T- take take it easy. You look great as long as you're not dancing. So let's go. <laughs> Fix your so, hair, you bum. <laughs> I'm sorry, and I have everybody say two a.m. to queef their hair with the uh, the pomade every morning. But... Pomade? What is this? 1937. <laughs> You look like you're from 1937. Let's go. Let's go. But so from a serious point of view, uh, I'm going to say this so I'm blue in the face. I think this this is a 4-2-3-1 in terms of the formation. You need to have Locatelli and Artur um, as the two uh, pivot guys, and you have Dybala as the camp. And then, um, but the thing is, though, the problem with Locatelli is that I don't know if he's throwing holy water on me or what he's doing, but um, Locatelli, the problem is- Hitting you. You're hitting me? Oh, okay. (laughs) The problem with Locatelli is that he's so good getting forward, but he's also so good at defensively. So you don't know if he should be the anchor man or if you should give him the freedom to go up and down the pitch. So for me, I think the best way to have him is um, the double pivot at a 4-2-3-1, him and Artur, and you have them exchange. Um, I like them because I just don't think Bentancur is the guy to be put in that lineup, even in a even in a three-man midfield, but that's just me. I should clarify a couple things. Uh, one is that I think you need complete balance in the midfield. And the reason I like the three is because the three of them all complement each other and they all give you something that you need across your midfield. Bentoncourt as a box-to-box guy that can just create havoc, use his energy, use his legs, break up plays, win the ball back, get it to these guys, perfect, money. Um, Artur, as your holding midfielder, simply controlling everything, allowing the guys to get in position and then distributing to Locatelli and then Locatelli being your creative force. I also should highlight 4-3-3, I think is how we should play when Paolo Dybala is not in our lineup. I think a 4-2-3-1 would be huge when he is available. And in a two-man pivot, Artur might suffer defensively and then if you're going to – there's there's things with it and whatnot. But I should just clarify that's kind of my vision and whatnot and, and how I see things. If, if Anthony, not playing, I agree with you. Yeah. Anthony, what do you think? Uh, it's going to be tough because, you know, you, you, two, you bring up really good points. Like Locatelli, it's scary to think of what will be defensively without him back there because you saw in the first two, three games when he wasn't there how we looked. So – um, you know, it's it. I think it, whatever it happens, I think you know, in Max, we trust Max will get it right. 
Uh, I don't know how it's going to shape up because, you know, Luca brings up a good point. They, they, when Artur came in, it was more of like a fluid kind of yeah. setup with those two, you know, no real, I wasn't sure how, how he was organizing them, but uh, I, my only thing is I'm scared a little bit. If Luca Luca pushes up too much, what we're sacrificing defensively because Hey, we've had three clean sheets in a row. And in the last seven games, how many clean sheets have we had in our seven game unbeaten? Four? Yeah. A big part of that is because of Locatelli. In my True. True. Uh, Francisco, what do you think about the midfield? I think that's the one because I, I always like Betancourt. The thing with Betancourt is he never cruises through the game. Never, never. He, you always see him pressuring the ball. He, he was pressuring with strikers in this game, actually. Mm-hmm. And, and and he always goes back. And so he can help that deficiency that Arthur has defensively because he can go back. And that, that that's why I do like a lot of Betancourt because it maybe he's not as talented as Rabiot or 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 McKinney in on with the ball on his feet. Yeah, you can say whatever. But <laughs> But uh, his attitude is 100% for an Allegri team. You play hard, you do what you need to do to win. And, and for me, that's that's great. And, and, and Locatelli is going to play. And you saw that he, he, he was like a kid in, on a candy store when Arthur came in. Because he was like, finally, I can play with somebody. Like, I, I have somebody I can play with. Yeah. It was like moving the ball with him. Like one two one two one two one two and I was like, okay, I can see this, and and but you you need that guy like Betancourt to hold up uh, the defensive duties and also have be 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 the sacrifice the sacrifice guy on that midfield, which is important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, again, it's a huge huge option now for Max to have back um the one thing caveating is, though if Dybala is out because if Dybala is in that changes the entire dynamic of how they play their formation yeah could potentially yeah the other thing we have to realize is we need somebody to help when Locatelli needs a rest and with the other guys that were around I can't see him just right. not getting a rest and now with Artur I mean it does at least offer that for Locatelli too I feel Ramsey um, I really do so, Ramsey. No Ramsey. No, 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 no God, no. No, no, no Ramsey. Ramsey. Fun stat on Max Allegri. 44 of his wins while managing Juventus have been by the 1-0 scoreline. That means 22% have been by that scoreline. Uh, just found that uh, randomly and just thought it was uh, pretty wild uh, how many 1-0s. Uh, it's quite a bit, quite a bit. Now, we're still waiting on status of Delict, and the rumors are picking up big time about him and a potential move and Raiola shopping him and whatnot. Juve is not going to move this guy. Um, so all the tweets or DMs I'm getting about Delict and is he leaving or whatnot? Is Chiesa leaving or whatnot? Take it easy. Um, I wouldn't have any worries about uh, that happening. We know that there's a big, big release clause on Delict uh, at 150. So even if by some chance it does, don't. I just we'll we'll be okay. But I don't see it happening. 
those guys will be locks. If there was ever two guys you can actually label completely untouchable, it's those guys. And Chiesa, Juve did get massive offers for them. Okay, um, so yeah, they're not they're not going. And if somebody wants to pay 150 for Delit, exactly. God bless him, man. Exactly. God bless him. That's dude. what I'm saying. Like we'll get uh, 150. We, we're getting paid. We're getting I'll, paid if you I'll, I'll I'll get it to you. I'll, I'll play the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dybala taking longer to heal. We're probably not going to see him till the end of the month. Um, Zenit and Inter are out. Okay. Uh, potentially even the Sassuolo. So we're going to be waiting a, a while for Dybala, unfortunately. Zenit coming up midweek Champions League. So we got to enjoy that we are slowly climbing uh, rung by rung up the ladder in Syria. But uh, we're going to face a Zenit squad that's been getting some uh, mixed results um, so far. They do sit top of their league, though. Okay, and uh, they smashed Malmo, which uh, doesn't mean much uh, in the Champions League. I mean, Malmo, we saw what Malmo can uh, offer. Um, no disrespect to them. But uh, this will be, uh, again, one we'll have to be ready for. Uh, looking at the rotation and whatnot, what's going to end up happening. Um, it's tough to say right now, really, as far as uh, lineup goes. Um, again, waiting on the status to Delict. If Delict is healthy... I. He's in the lineup. Um, if Delic can go, he'll be in there. In terms of the midfield, again, Max fully rotate it. Yeah, fully rotate the midfield. Yeah. I don't see. We got Inter next playing. week. Yeah, no. I just, don't go, see play. just go yeah. fly there. Try and get a point. And get the hell out of there. Yeah, because we're at rotate, the top. Of the are you saying full rotate in the midfield? Yeah, yeah. Inter it, the, that game next week's too big. I think. I think. Max, I think Max can go to Zenit and scrape a point. Just scrape a point. So in who would your midfield be? And who would you put in the midfield? Who are you? I I tell you who it shouldn't be. Ramsey. I think no. I'd I'd start him. I'd put Locatelli on the bench. I'd put Chiesa on the bench. I'd keep Delict on the bench. I'd put McKenny out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd keep you know I'd keep Morata on the bench. I wouldn't even put Dybala on the plane. I'd put Perrin in net. I'd keep Tech out. I would. I'm not risking anybody with with Inter next week. So you're going. You're going full rotational switch. Just go try, go fly to Russia. You or wherever the hell they are. You sit eleven guys in the box and try and get zero zero and get the hell out of there. Hmm. I. You know what? For once, I actually not on everything, but I actually agree with Ant. I think you just find a way to scrape out whether it's a point or three points. You get out of there. You don't risk any injury because Inter is such an important match for this season. Because yeah. then we have Zenit at home, yeah. Chelsea away, and then Malmo at home. So I don't, I don't know. Think you don't you don't uh, risk Locatelli. You don't risk Locatelli. You don't risk the. Uh, but, uh, but if you win oh. this one, you you are really really setting up yourself to be first in the group. That's yeah. a good and, point, and, yeah. and and that's very important because yeah, yeah we can say whatever we want. We're playing good and all that, and we, and we already beat Chelsea, but Chelsea. Uh, let's not act like Chelsea is the scariest team in Europe right now. They are not, and we we get in second. We're playing a goal against the top top guys. Mm, Lucas throwing this midfield out of Weston, Arthur, and Ramsey. Yeah, that's but you play, you play Zenit. You play Zenit. You play Zenit back to back, 
Then you play Chelsea because Champions League, they you have to switch it up where the top teams don't play in the last in match day six anymore. They play match day five. And then you play stinky Malmo at home in the last day. Nine points and you're through. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I think okay, so Inter's gonna be on Sunday. Okay. So we play this one on Wednesday. Away. I think Russia. you'll get some rotation. But I don't think I, I would still be surprised. We don't know how many minutes our tour can actually give us yet mm -hmm. completely. Yeah. So that's that's kind of a tough one too. We talked about the importance of him being the one to kind of give that relief to Locatelli. Um, if he can't do that out of the gate or whatnot, or there's still some question marks there and they're easing him back in, Locatelli has to play then against Senate. It's, Do we it's see Urugani though? This is still a, this is still a big one. Oh, no, we want to no. get this result. Do no. we see Urugani on Wednesday, boys? That's no, the real no, question. Yeah. Let's don't bet that. I know. No. Dan I think Danilo will definitely start. I think Danilo might play one of those center backs. Yeah, Danilo always plays. You'll see Rugani on the return of the Malmo fixture. Um, is probably if if he's going to get Champions League minutes, that's when you'll see Rugani. Um, and right. uh, Cliff. You were very close to a game misconduct because well, now you brought up Rugani. Well, no, no. Why is Luke getting – I'm not saying he should play. I'm just saying – I'm throwing the question out there to make things more interesting for the pot. Don't no, hate okay. on me, Luke. Just say his name. It's like Voldemort. You don't say his name. <laughs> you said it. You got to take him off. He said I agree. Word. I agree with Cliff. Why wouldn't you start Rugani? Again, I didn't, no, no, no. I didn't we say win? start Rugani. Don't, don't, end. don't we put words in Or tie or don't lose. That's, the, that's why you don't – I won't mention his name. You guys but... are worrying too much. Just go get a point and get the hell out of there. I think, Grab hey, some rock, I think get the duty free and get I the hell out. I think McKenny should get. Um, yeah, McKenny needs to play. I think we get McKenny in there against Zenit. Um, again, Locatelli getting a rest in that one really, for me, depends on how much Arthur can give you. Um, if they feel confident with 60 to 70 minutes out of Arthur, then yeah, you could potentially rest, uh, rest him. But. I we got to go for the three, though. We got to yeah. go for the three. I'm going to go on a limb. I think McKenny, man of the match, if he oh, plays. Come on. McKenny needs to stop eating so much cheeseburgers. Oh, That's what he needs it, to do. Franklin. Stop come it. On I swear. I swear. If he plays, McKenny, man of the match. Book it right now. Our Book friends it. call him Fatty McKenny. That, <laughs> oh, my God. Stop me. it. Fatty stop McKenny. It. Come on now. He's not that fat. Stop it. I know stop. he's not. But they, but, hey, hang on, YouTube. Stop it. I think the question is, who who do you want to start versus Inter, and do you want him playing midweek? Like, do you want – Sandro to start left back, like you have to, you almost have to go position by position. Like, if you want Sandro fresh, yeah, Sandro, Sandro, Sandro didn't start for something like he did something. I, I, I believe well, he did. I'm, I'm saying, like, like if I would rather rest the players and have them this, fresh for Inter than have them playing midweek or even playing just minimal minutes midweek. So, I'd start to Shilio midweek and then. Have Sandro start on the weekend. You know what I mean? That kind of I, thing. I can see playing McKenny, but you don't play <laughs> McKenny and Rabiot like at the same time with Arthur, who is not. If if Arthur was fully fit, then yes, but he's not. He's like yeah. getting back and no mm -hmm. Dybala. 
Everybody's killing me in the comments, but I got to say, I got to have one bold prediction this season. I think McKinney man in the match isn't that far off of a. All right, all right. That's come on. Take it easy. I can't. I can't. No, just in no muscle injury for Delict, but he still still remains in doubt for Zenit, but uh, no no muscle injury. Don't even put him on the plane. Send Rugani. Oh, no, my God. Oh, Anthony. Go, but go, Danilo and Chiellini. If our if our boy uh, Anto uh, is tuning in, he's gonna be uh, getting uh, latched latched from that one. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, we all know his thoughts on uh, Lugani and whatnot, but we also know everybody's thoughts about uh, Bentancur, Bernardeschi, and Deshilio, who put up a great performance Massive. in a match where we needed them. So again, um, while that was nice. Again, even alluding to Allegri's comments after the game about Dechilio, which is he has characteristics that when he hits, you know, he's unstoppable. Pump the brakes, Max. Pump the brakes. Okay. They performed for you. They did a great, great job against Roma. I don't know if we want to go to that well way too often. And Rugani in there, Champions League match, one that could really, really, uh, make a huge next step into qualifying for the next round, uh, Rugani would kind of crush my confidence. I've got some faith building up in Max and this team. It's not there yet. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry, Rugani, but it, I'm not there yet. Okay? He doesn't play. He crushes my confidence. You, you know what I'll say, though? <laughs> Nobody expected people saying Matteo DeCilio or uh, whatever his first name is. I forget his name. But DeCilio, uh, man of the match. So nobody's gonna expect a McKinney man of the match for Zenit. Are you I'm still on the McKinney? Would you're you just stop with the McKinney thing for two seconds? Cliff, you still on this? Come on. No, no, okay. put it in. Oh, put it in so I can hit him with the microphone. <laughs> before before we finish up, who was the official man of the match yesterday? Who was it tech? Like yeah. was there Mm-hmm. I think so. I, I think so. The I highest rated player. Got the okay. I didn't see the official. All the like rating ones all kind of had him at the highest at okay. around the seven point five mark. Um, I'd assume he got the official one, but uh, yeah, this was uh, a fun one to recap. It's always nice when Juve gets a victory, especially in a big, big match against a rival, um, and we continue to climb. And we're starting to see it now. We've talked about it all, Pod. It's good to be back. We've got the rivals throwing the salt around. I love that. I love that. You Luca. know. Um, so awesome. let's keep it. Let's just keep it rolling. Slowly but surely, things are getting better. We're going to get, I'm telling you, once Dybala comes back, it's fit. And even just these guys, this match, it's not going to be such a grind moving forward. We just, we had a couple key guys for whatever reason, you know, one being tired or jet lagged, the other slightly out of position when our team's firing. Now Max has literally done the hardest part, which is get the mentality back and start to reshape the identity. That's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. So as Juventini, we need to be pretty damn pumped right now and pretty jacked because that's the one thing we lost and we're losing for quite some time. It's coming back. It's coming back. The rest, I have faith the rest will sort itself out. Arthur, I was doubted. I was doubted big time when I said I think he's going to make a big impact. We will see. Hopefully, 
And you all better be on my side, even you guys in the live. I see you guys chirping me for that prediction on Quadrado. Okay, I see it. I see everything. Um, you better be on my side for this one because this is going to be money for all of us. And Juve, we need Artur to have a serious impact on this squad. And I believe he will do it. Everybody, thanks for tuning in live. You guys, uh, the panel, as always, an absolute pleasure. We are going to be back um, with the match day live midweek for the Champions League. And we're also going to have a tactical breakdown, breaking down this one as we get uh, ready for Zenit. Okay, that'll be out the night before. Okay, so stay tuned. Everybody, this is your first time around. Well, hit the like button, smash the subscribe button. You don't want to be anywhere else when Juve uh, is the topic because we're all Juve all the time, baby. All Juve cast. Forza Juve, Fino Alafina. Till next time. Ciao.